three, two, one, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we've had a little hiatus. There's been a fair break, I think I'd say. Um, I can't actually remember when the last one we recorded was. But we are back with myself, Rich Higgins, and Josh Jorieff. How you doing, bud? Yeah, good, thanks. I, th- I think it was November. I think that's generous. I think it might, <laughs> <laughs> might have been further back than that. It's been a while. Um, so even when we when we put the notes together, I say notes like very brief notes um, on this pod on this episode, we were wondering whether to even mention Christmas as it's now like the twentieth of January and it might have been a bit too long gone. But we'll briefly talk about Christmas. Do you have a good one, mate? Do you have a good break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Um, a few days away. That's about it, really. Nice. Oh, you went up. You went back home, didn't you? Yeah, went back home for about a week, ten days. So yeah, it was really cool felt like I'd have a month off by the time I got back I think yeah. it's the first sort of serious break we've had for a long time even though we had lockdown I know but um kind of running the studio threw up its own challenges during lockdown so it was never kind of a sit at home and just twiddle our thumbs until we can open the doors again um there's still lots going on so yeah it felt, felt like the first kind of real break for a long time I think everyone on the first week on your social feed was like going for a run with the dog going on the bike going run on the dog yeah I think everyone I spoke to when I got home was like oh you know I've had some nice bike rides some nice hikes um, yeah pretty much what I do all the time but then when I go home I just like to take pictures of it <laughs> which Kelly gives me grief for all the time <laughs> too much social media anyway a um, couple of like updates I guess from the studio since we've been back uh, we've added in a couple of new classes which have been cool some new conditioning mm. stuff we've managed to free up some space in the diary for that um, and probably most excitingly kind of links a little bit to what we're talking about over Christmas but we are headed towards the three peaks challenge that we're going to do right at the beginning of June yes. um, and we're looking at doing that to raise money to get a defibrillator in the business park that we're on um, so it's for a good cause as well but we're going to take a group we reckon of about 10 or 12 clients up there should be really good fun we've got a couple of south downs walks in the lead up to it to get everyone together and then june the 4th is it i think around that kind of time Mm -hmm. um we're going to head up to north wales and do the name is a work in progress so that doesn't become peak studios three peaks peak challenge (laughs) um so it's a bit of a work in progress we've got a logo though so that's the main thing did a logo it's all about the logo isn't it yeah and it's all um, about the image. You can imagine who is front and centre of that. And it's uh, the main girl, Tilly. Tilly will be there, yeah. She'll be there. She loves a mountain hike. I think she's done all of them, actually. I think she's done Has all she? the three peaks already, yeah. Good she's got them ticked off. She's currently having a little nap, but yeah, she has <laughs> ticked off all the three peaks previously. Do you carry her? Um, when we went, the last kind of hike we did up, Ogwin, I had to carry her for about 100 metres near the top. And to be fair, some of that is kind of hands on knees scrambling or even hands on the floor scrambling. So it's quite tough for a little dog. That's good. So I carried her for a bit and then I had to put her down just to rest for a little while. And I put her down expecting her like she might trot off a bit. No movement at all. Just mm. absolutely stone dead, <laughs> like waiting for me to pick her up again. Uh, so, she, yeah, she'd well and truly had enough. But then when we got to the top, I put her down and she just flew down the other side. Good. Absolutely fine. Reboot of energy. So yeah, she'll be she'll be up there with us. Nice. Um couple of other updates I guess of like exciting things have been going on actually. Ferrum Hockey Club we've been working with pretty closely a lot through their pre season. 
um, the men's first team there doing some, we're actually shirt sponsors, you've probably seen on the social media the other day, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also, yeah, been doing their pre-season and then I guess second pre-season hockey, I didn't know, have this mid-season break of like a month or six weeks. So we've been doing some work with those guys as well. They're in a really good spot. They're hoping to push pr- for promotion mm-hmm. this second half of the season. We had a really good run in. Uh, towards the end of the first half of the season so that's been wicked to be a part of really good group of lads work hard in training and yeah it's paying off on the pitch so that's been good fun uh second one again a sponsorship that we were a part of is adam and charlie the emergency duo two emergency medicine doctors who are currently rowing across the Atlantic and when I say currently they are right in the middle of it at the moment (laughs) well they're actually over halfway Mm. they've been out there for five weeks I think now Um, so they're not too far away from hitting Antigua which is destination on the other side which is really cool I actually spoke to add via satellite phone end of last week um, looking forward to chatting to them properly because it's an insane challenge and hopefully we'll get them on the podcast when they're back because that'll be very interesting um, yeah so many different things going on there I think mental side physical side like yeah. yeah one of our clients yesterday said about it I hadn't really thought that they won't have walked for six weeks by the time that they get back because they can't walk no, around the boat no. it's like the size of the rig in the studio so what three meters by two meters wide so they won't have literally won't have walked that's nuts um until i get back on land I, I, yeah i mean what how long was ross edgley doing his thing for his swim yeah uh, he, he yeah his feet that was is well over 100 days i think that was, was wasn't it i think so right i think so yeah um, so apparently a little bit of inside info I think he's got something else lined up swim wise as well I think has he? yeah yeah Um, I think he's he's doing some other yeah best buds pop round for Christmas Mm -hmm. mentioned it over over some turkey sandwiches (laughs) so uh, we'll get into what we've kind of come up with for the first part of this second season of the pod I guess basically is what we're going to call like a basic series and I don't mean that in the sort of derogatory sense of like basic as in beginner kind of thing it's just the groundwork in terms of lifestyle nutrition and training that kind of everyone can follow and I think all of us no matter how long we've been training for come back to the basics at some point and you just have to not I hate the reset button type of thing but you know it just gives you a, a good basis to work off and that's what we're going to try and cover over the next three episodes calibration yeah yeah exactly that yeah, yeah good way of putting it 100 percent um so yeah we're going to go through lifestyle today we're going to try and stick away from being preachy I was going to say 20 year old, but we're both in our 30s now. But you see a lot of the preachy, like 20 year old Instagram PTs that are like, you just got to work harder, get up early in the morning. Um, we both run a business, uh, we're in relationships, Josh got kids, we've got lots of things going on. So we're a bit more realistic than perhaps we would have been in our early 20s when we started out as PTs. We understand there's a bit more to life than 
chest and biceps um, no, and eating chicken out of a Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so hopefully we give a bit more of a balanced view on the lifestyle side of things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just those things that we reckon that are quick wins, well not necessarily quick wins, but things that really move the dial mm. that people can put in place um, and that really make the difference so that you're not kind of worrying about the really tiny little minutiae that don't actually make too much of a difference. We're going to try and hit the big main things that are going to give you the biggest bang for your buck definitely yeah it's, it's that kind of quick to check yourself as well isn't it just to bring yourself back onto it absolutely so i mean the first on the kind of notes would be the sleep wouldn't it yeah kind of the, the first thing that i always feel when i'm kind of eating too much chicken out of tupperware is um is is my sleep poor or good quality uh, and generally speaking if i'm feeling a bit rubbish or a bit fatigued it's down to sleep um either well especially when the kids were younger it would be <laughs> down to four hours a night and then it got to six and then you know you get it's get better it gets better but long short of it is when you are training and trying to adjust um your lifestyle if you're like some of our new clients to us they're trying to adjust things um we we don't say do everything at the same time um but at the same time sleep is incredibly easy to adjust um, if you have got you know poor quality so there's things like uh, simple things like adjusting your caffeine intake uh, being mindful of having a coffee at eight o'clock at night and you wonder why you can't sleep that well it's probably because you're buzzing off your tits <laughs> yeah absolutely I think sleep's one of those things that is different we have lots of members that work shifts you know nurses doctors things yeah. like that and so it's not always great for us to go you need to get more sleep or by the age of 45 you're going to have alzheimer's and you know you're always going to crave sugary food and stuff it's actually just seeing well can we improve within the scope that you're currently working in yeah. and like josh said it might not be right you, you you're currently sleeping five six hours a night right well that's useless because the gold standard you need to be sleeping eight it's not particularly helpful for people yeah it's okay how can we yeah like josh said maybe limit caffeine intake maybe we go are you on your phone late into the evening um are you on your phone even when you're in bed or on your ipad or have you got the tv on all of that kind of stuff and i know a lot of people say oh, i have the tv on because it helps me sleep and things like that I'm gonna call kind of bullshit on that a little bit. I think it's just a mental thing. I think, yeah, it helps you switch off, but I don't think it gives you the best quality of sleep. I can agree with that, because last two weeks, I have been on my phone, YouTube, and then last night, I was like, I can't sleep, so I went on YouTube, and then I drifted off. Yeah. I was like, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. So easily, for me, I slipped into that um, yeah. quite recently, and it's quite easy, I guess, to do so. Yeah, the, w the way I'd look at it, it's, it's kind of like having a coffee or craving a coffee first thing in the morning like there's nothing wrong if you enjoy coffee with breakfast but if you think you need a coffee to get you up and it's the same going to sleep if you need the tv on to go mm. to sleep that yeah. should be a bit of a worrying indicator yeah um if you can you know go without coffee in the morning and you're not too fussed about it you're probably in a good kind of space but if you're waking up and you think jesus i need some caffeine first thing it should be an indicator of other stuff going on 
And so things like that, about managing that environment before you go to sleep, minimizing caffeine, I kind of go, my rule of thumb of how I found is sort of nothing after two o'clock, like 2 p.m. I generally try and limit to sort of a maximum of three coffees in a day. Um, That's again with the slight caveat, I do sort of use caffeine as a stimulant around training. So it's probably why I'm on slightly the higher end in terms of having three coffees. Like on days I'm not training as much, that might just be one or two. But yeah, I try and go no more than three. Um, but yeah, so that that's it for me. It's kind of keeping it no longer than sort of two o'clock. Um, and then yeah, phones, tablets in the evening. A little bit of a, I guess, counter to that is I do find podcasts can be quite useful because I don't think you get that kind of like glaring light, but it's just that having some noise in the background can take your mind off things. You know, if you've got a lot on your mind in terms of work or whatever's going on, listening to a podcast can take your head away from that and that can help you sleep without the same interference as the bright light of a TV or an iPad. Not not just any podcast though, our, our podcast, right? Yeah, our podcast. It's, it's a good sleep tool. There you go. With like roughly 15 minutes in so if you've got the sleep timer on you've probably already nodded off and the podcast will be <laughs> shutting down pretty soon if you're not listening to us then i'd go for um stephen fry narrating the harry potter books because that's a great show yeah i was away on holiday and my mate listens to that all the time before he sleeps and i think i didn't even get through the first sentence of stephen fry talking and i was asleep he's got i, I listen i don't like i don't enjoy reading so i've got audible and his books on there are fantastic yeah they are yeah. amazing. There you go. That's probably the top tip in the sleep category. Listen to Stephen Fry narrate you to sleep. Yeah. It's really worthwhile. So I think, yeah, setting up the environment. You know, there's, if you really want to get into the weeds of it, there's some good stuff out there with, you know, Matthew Walker um, has done a book, Why We Sleep. Um, he's done yeah. some long form podcasts with Sam Harris, with Joe Rogan. The only thing I'd say with, that is a lot of it's quite new research um but it is also quite sciencey quite research based so if you are struggling with your sleep listening to that might not be the best idea it might terrify you a little bit with some of the stuff that he comes out with um and that's not really what we're about we're just trying to improve within the realms of what you can do um but yeah if you really want to get into the weeds of it uh he's got some great stuff out there I think that's it for, for sleep yeah. for me. Man. Yeah, I think we tick that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on would be movement. I guess like the gold standard, you must get eight hours of sleep. There's a gold standard of 10,000 steps per day. And again, it's backed by science, but it's just a really good benchmark to strive for. Uh, but again, if you are struggling to get up to that kind of figure, it's probably not that most helpful helpful of figures to have because it might just feel completely out of reach yeah so putting some small goals in place to be like okay uh, i say i say quite re- uh, frequently if you can if you're you know working from home or you've got some calls you can make just take yourself around the block while you're on the call it's a real simple win yeah really, really easy um obviously it's easier with the weather like this we've got crystal clear skies today so it's always nice um but that really helps with um, thinking clearly, clearing your head. Um, again, that feeds back into sleep. 
so generally speaking a lot of movement does help uh, reset everything and just ticks into uh, a few other things along those kind of tracks yeah I think if if you kind of um, make the comparison to nutrition we might say to people or we might have in our head that a gold standard of protein intake might be two grams of protein per kilo body weight but if someone's way off that we're not going to give them that as the first target and it's the same with sort of the 10,000 steps if someone comes to us and they're doing 2,000 a day we're not going to turn around and go you need to do 10,000 it's just well let's see if we can increase that you know let's see if we can get 3,000 or four or just even not even focusing on the steps let's just go for time can you get out for a 20 minute walk like Josh said on a call during lunch before work after work is there a slot where you can do a 20 minute walk if you've got family get out with the kids Um, it's a good way to include everyone it's better than being sat in front of the TV for 20 minutes Um, I don't have kids myself but everyone goes on about how much they need to tire them out so taking them out for a bit of a walk might help (laughs) or do what I do um, get a BMX and then try and do a tail whip there you go on a Monday night and really hurt your back two birds one stone <laughs> yeah. that's Josh still thinking that we're in our early 20s oh yeah, yeah. 21 <laughs> <laughs> I think move, movement in general um, you know a lot of people that come to us with aches and pains can be put down to like a lack of movement I know stiffness and tightness and I'm sore here and you can stretch it out but we're kind of built and designed to move so the more movement you can get during the day that's you know step count just being around the house stretches getting up from your chair just doing some some kind of touching your toes all that kind of stuff if you ever watch a dog or a cat get up after they've had a sleep first thing they do is stretch we get up and go and sit at a breakfast table then go and sit in the car and then sit at the office yeah um so getting up and just having a bit of stretch you know reaching overhead leaning side to side all of that kind of movement if you can just get that into a bit of a routine, a bit of a habit, that literally costs nothing um, and can give you some really good benefits in terms of you know, reduction of pain and injuries down the line. Um, and that's kind of on top of, yeah, step counts, that, that kind of thing as well. So I think just general movement. A lot of people try and undo all the inactivity with hard gym sessions. I don't always think yeah. it's the best way to do. One, because it, it kind of shifts the wrong focus on what you're, what the gym is there for. Um, and it, it it's a little bit like, again, the nutrition comparison, having like one salad or one really good meal and then thinking that's going to undo a whole weekend of bad eating. Mm. Um, and it's the same with trying to use the gym to mask a complete lack of movement. You're only in the gym for, what, an hour tops? that's not going to undo the rest of the day if you're not doing anything from the rest of the day. It's just super intense, isn't it? It's going from yeah. super sedentary to intense in a second. And yeah, you're burning your candle way too quick. Yeah. Way too short. Yeah. yeah. I'd say it's one of the advantages we have as a PT. People always say, oh, you're in the gym all the time. That's pretty easy. It's like, well, no, we're in the gym training other people all the time, not necessarily our own training. But the fact that we're on our feet all day and moving around, stretching, demoing exercises, it is one big advantage that we do have as a PT. One example that just pops to mind is that uh, we've got uh, a new member, of te- well, new member of the team, David Charlton. And yesterday he uh, was in the studio coaching and he did 
uh, four hours in the morning, and then by the time he left, he's done ten thousand steps, yeah. just because he's just pottering about, yeah, checking form, all those kind of things, and it's not incredibly intensive for him. It's just well, I walked here, I walk home, and I've done ten thousand steps in four yeah. hours. Yeah, so it's really, really quite easy. Again, I see it with my and a half, like, you know, working from home. It's very in the office chair or in the living room and it's very much like I have well she has to force herself to get out otherwise she'll just be inundated with phone calls and office meetings and all that jazz and it's just before you know it the day's gone and you lost the light especially in the winter months it's tougher yeah absolutely but it's just being a little bit more um, strict and putting kind of little goals in place for that yeah I just think it's a little bit then kind of the next topic we're going to come on to is time management as well um, yeah. and it's again around that is when can I fit it in my day and making a proactive decision early in the week or at the beginning of the day when can I find that slot to get my movement in to get my steps in and being kind of pretty rigid with that um, not letting it slide later into the day um, is yeah be rigid rigid with that sort of time management for your exercise as well as your training so I think that kind of links nicely into the time management side yeah a couple of things this is just from me that I have in terms of my training I have like two rules that I go by with training one is I kind of block out time for it um, it doesn't always work like that you know our jobs in terms of hours and things like that is pretty pretty malleable things can change well this morning they changed at the last minute mm. um, so it happens quite a lot of the time that our time um, or our training has to be pushed to one side but as much as we can we plan it out block it out um, and my two rules are kind of don't hesitate on training so as soon as you've got that time to do it do it and it's the same with step count as soon as you've got that time don't ponder around and think oh should I do this or could I do this like no that's the time that you've put aside to do it do it um, and that comes around, you know, having everything that you need to go and train at that time or to go and walk at that time, having your gym kit ready, having your trainers ready, whatever it might be, having your water bottle, have that all set up, you know, the night before or the morning so that it's just limiting your your distraction from doing it, I think. Um, the, it's like the Steve Jobs thing of him getting up in the morning and wearing the same kit every the same stuff every single day he like used to wear like Simpson. yeah exactly he used to wear <laughs> jeans and a turtleneck because it reduces that decision fatigue and it's the same with the training is get that time set get your kit laid out ready to go and there's less time to hesitate and there's less decision fatigue Baffing. exactly that yeah um and then when it actually gets into it i always i go by the 20 minute rule this is one of uh, a guy that dad used to run with always came up with this one and it's give yourself 20 minutes of every session so if you commit to doing 20 minutes of something it seems a lot more achievable maybe than doing an hour um, and you can you can tweak that as to, to your needs so you know if your gym sessions are normally 40 minutes or half an hour maybe you go give yourself a five minute or a 10 minute rule commit to doing that much even if you're tired um, even if you know you don't quite feel like it because none of us probably really feel like training just before we do it 
give yourself 10 minutes, commit to doing that, and then see how you feel after 10 minutes. I guess is that like kind of like marginal gains? You know, you just get into the throws of the movement and then by the time you get going, you yeah. don't feel as bad? Yeah. Is that the idea of that? If I'm 20 minutes into a session, I'll know by then if I'm actually fatigued or I just kind of didn't really want to do it. Right, got you. Generally, I'm, if I'm 20 minutes in and I still feel terrible, it might be a day that I need to pull the plug and like rein the training in a little bit sure. and maybe I'm genuinely tired. But normally, if I've done 20 minutes, I'm into the session and I feel good and I'm ready to go. So it's just committing in my head to go, you know, if I look at a session, I do some longer stuff on the weekends and I look at a long session, it might be a bit overwhelming and it's the same for an hour long gym session. If you think I've got to do that and that and that, it's a little bit overwhelming. Whereas if you go, I'm just gonna to commit to go and do 20 minutes. I'm just gonna turn up and do 20 minutes. I did it with my run today. So I had a, a bike ride and a run and it was quite like a hard run after. And in my head, to simplify it, I was just like, well, just run off the bike and see how you feel. Mm. Don't put any emphasis on pace or time or anything like that. Like I should have been running hard. Don't put any emphasis on pace and time. And by the time I got off the bike, I was ready to run hard because I'd just given myself that easy into it rather mm. than going, if I'd started that bike thinking, God, I'm going to have to run and like flat out as soon as I get off this bike, yeah, it might yeah, have yeah. put me off even more. I guess that feeds back into the actual preparations or, you know, mm. going back to the early point of, you know, just making sure that you kind of don't burn it too quickly. Yeah. You know, not too intense, too quick. Yeah, Try absolutely. And have it, you know, throughout the day or throughout your session in that Instance. yeah yeah oh nice and yeah, i don't think you're ever going to regret going and doing 10 minutes or going and doing 15 minutes no. um and I, like i say i think from my experience 99 times out of 100 by the time you've done 20 minutes you're already mm -hmm. into the session and you end up doing longer you end up doing the full session anyway but it's just that easy in because i find that a lot with i look at a session on paper or i think oh, i'm doing an hour's worth of that mm. and it seems really overbearing and really intense I guess it's the same as any kind of work commitment in the day isn't it if you wake up yep. in the morning and think Jesus I've got eight ten hours of this and I've got this and this and this yeah. rather than just thinking all I've got to do is get in the car and get to work and the rest will like unfold from yeah, there yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just breaking it down and not building it up in your head and on it it's kind of a big side note from that um, a client recommended a podcast to me a little while ago and the guy on that made a really interesting point that so much negative human emotion is either in the past or in the pre or in the future so you feel guilt about stuff you've done in the past or you feel regret about things in the past and then you feel anxiety about things that could happen in the future so if you put it on a timeline, I might be butchering this slightly, but if you put it on a timeline, it's very, very rarely feeling bad in the present. It's normally anxiety about things that might happen, could happen, usually end up don't happening. And that's kind of what puts you off. And it's the same with training. Like, I guess the, the simple way of putting it is like, it's never as bad as you think it's gonna be. You build up a training session mm. in your head you build up a gym session in your head or going to the gym for the first time and most of the worry and most of the negative emotion about that session is all in the future of stuff that might happen but probably never will happen 
I've had it with a couple of clients where they, I mean, not recently, but a while ago, and they're just catastrophizing it all. They're, mm. they're just thinking, well, I'll never be where I was before, so what's the point? Why should I start again? Yeah. And, well, I'll never look like that person there, so why should I bother in the first place? Yeah. And it's, yeah, you're right, it's just focusing on the here and now. Yeah. And managing and just working on your workload. Yeah. I think we put up, up a, an Instagram post a little while ago similar that you could kind of frame it around this sort of topic as well of uh, what's the point in doing five minutes of that or ten minutes of that and we we were talking about it in terms of weight loss but it was when people don't lose say a pound on the scales and they give up but exercise can give you like better health better cardiovascular health reduce risk of injury chronic diseases improve bone strength get you stronger mm improve your mental health like why would you give that up just because you haven't lost a pound yeah on the scales and it's the same kind of thing is like well you could do 10 minutes you commit to doing 10 minutes of that what else are you going to do sit and watch tv like <laughs> that's what i mean about you probably never will regret committing to doing it or you could do what i do and put yourself on the concept to bike there with you your phone Spin. with your headphones on and you can catch yeah. up on all your programs coronation yeah. street was great this week yeah there we go <laughs> I didn't watch coronation you, he does watch coronation street <laughs> that's um, a new segment of the podcast but i mean i, I my mum used to have it you know bike in the lounge you know yeah mom, yeah i was in bed i was only bed, and then mum's like oh, i'm doing some exercise yeah half hour program great. yeah and it yeah just, awesome that in itself you know peloton's massive now yeah we've got a couple of clients that have just bought a bike yeah and um they love it just gets them on it and doing it it's just taking away some barriers isn't it yeah absolutely yeah but on a serious note don't do burpees like if you're thinking of doing exercise do one don't do burpees anything else go for it um so (laughs) that's like the first i guess in our basic series a little bit on sleep um the takeaways from there you know if do what you can within your remit you know sometimes you're going to have to get up early for work for kids you might not be able to get to bed that early but do the best you can with the time you've got and whether that's reducing caffeine intake whether it's looking at hydration you know before and after um, your sleep environment in terms of the tv how long you're on your phone for um, and same with waking up in the morning Um, movement again it's do what you can and look to improve on where you are. Don't set yourself this unrealistic goal of, you know, you're doing 2,000 steps a day. I'm going to do 10,000 or 12,000. Just try and look to improve it and fit things in around you and around your work. Prioritise it like you would do anything else you do in your life um, and slot it in there. Time management, the final one. We kind of went on a little bit of a tangent here, but essentially, yeah, block that time out for your training for your movement whatever it might be we have clients we always kind of joke about it who put coming to see us in the diary as oh it's a work meeting or (laughs) they've got a long lunch or that kind of thing um and yeah you you've got to prioritize it uh because no one else will do it for you and then those two rules that i kind of go by don't hesitate as soon as you've got the time get in and do it even if it's a 15 minute workout even if it's a 20 minute workout whatever doesn't have to be an hour it doesn't have to be the most intense thing in the world every time you do it but don't hesitate and yeah that 20 minute rule and adaptations around it 
commit to doing a little step first commit to putting your gym kit on and turning up at the gym you'll probably end up doing more than just walking in the door and walking back out anything to add mate no no not at all lovely stuff yeah so next week we're going to cover nutrition and then in week three we're going to go through some training basics as well um a little bit on basically how to set up a diet plan for yourself and then how to set up a training program and a bit about how we train people in the studio mm-hmm. and how we how we do our programming generally i guess so a little bit of an insight into that if you've got any questions at all always pop them to us via email via social media or in training sessions um, any ideas you want us to cover on the podcast then yeah feel free to drop us a message always look forward to hearing from it um, and that is it so long awaited but we're calling it peak pod season two we might have already done that i don't know it could be season three let's call it back in the game back in the game i'll look into it <laughs> bye guys